Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. Whatever other issues might be going on, just set them to the side, whatever you're working on. We're going to be talking about some things that you're going to want to be able to be available for, some learning some things, but also learning about your expectations and your perceptions. Some of the things we're going to be getting into are new for a lot of us and probably, if not the content, our approach is likely to be different than what you've either experienced or read about or maybe even heard about. Our goal here is always to learn from the Lord. We we come with the assumption that he is the teacher and that he wants us to learn not so we can please him or serve him but because the information that we're learning and the new way of being living as a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body, that is our heritage, our inheritance for the way we are to be living here on this earth. So God wants us there. God paid the price when he sent his son to pay for our sins, to make a way and to give us the eternal life so that we can live as a spirit being that has a soul and lives in a body. All we're doing is learning how to do that, how that works. Now, I come at it myself that God is not some figment of our imagination that we can know him and know that we know him. That he does indeed prove his existence to us in a variety of different ways. And that over time we can have a remarkable confidence that we are hearing him, knowing him, experiencing him, and learning how to walk as a spirit, live as a spirit here on this earth. So those are two main concepts that I want to remind you. This is, this is the stability of what we're doing. It's, the, it's being objective and gaining confidence. We're not going to be grasping 
or relying on what others may call faith. God is real. He's a real person, a real being, just as we are real spirit beings, and we can know him. Now, he is revealing himself to us, to our soul, but your spirit is already one in and with him. So you, spiritually, you can't get any closer than you are already. So so we're already, check that box off. That's been completed, you're done. But what we are working on, what we are focusing on, is again that, that restoration of our soul to its relationship with, our spirit. Now, the soul, we all have this idea. We think we know what that means. I don't. I have some ideas about what that means. But I suspect I'm wrong in a lot of ways. Even if I may have some ideas about what that is, but I'll bet that I'm off in a lot of areas about what the soul is, how it works, what its purpose is. We don't even know what the purpose of our soul is. I believe we all have one, just as we all have a body, and our soul, our spirit is infinite, eternal, part of God. It's made of, your body is made of natural materials. Your spirit consists of spiritual materials. Your soul consists of solical materials. So when we talk about spirit, soul, and body, we are talking about three separate things. But they are meant to work together, to communicate with one another, to be part of a living whole. I like to go back to the the Genesis story about Adam and Eve and that when they died, God had told them, if you eat the tree, eat of the tree, in that day ye shall die. Well, they both ate of the tree, but physically they didn't die. And let me put out there, solically they didn't die. I believe spiritually they died. That up until that point, they knew each other after the spirit. They didn't know each other after their soul or according to their body. Remember, all of a sudden, they saw that they were naked. They were always naked. But their spirit was not just an, something that was part of them. It encompassed everything about them. Think about the Mount of Transfiguration. Think about the, the times that, that God or Jesus or the Spirit, any Spirit, you know, our Spirit, 
appears, there's that bright light glowing. The the you know um, we can't see God and live. There's that that spirit. And Adam and Eve communed with one another, spirit to spirit. They communed with God, spirit to spirit. When they died, it's their spirit that died. They still had the same soul, and they still had the same body. But without their spirit, they did not have life. They did not have God life, spirit life, eternal life. So in that day, they died. You and I have been living that way. We're born dead in our spirit, where we're relying on our soul, relying on our body, without access to true life. But we're muddling through. Now, when we are born again, when we believe in that salvation experience and accept that change that we are brought into the family of God, we receive eternal life, we receive relationship with God, permanent, we become a living spirit, and yet our soul, likewise, doesn't change. Automatically, Our body doesn't change automatically. There are certainly times when God, at the time of salvation, does make changes in our soul and in our body. And all the time, whether we're aware of it or not, God is working on your soul. He's working on your body for his good pleasure, for his intents and purposes. But you and I, we want to learn to consciously live as a spirit being that has a soul and lives in a body. Now that relationship of spirit, soul, and body becoming one, that's a process. And that restores the relationship of the soul submitting to our spirit. Because right now your soul, my soul, resists God. Because when God's around, when your spirit is really operating, your soul can't doesn't stand a chance of competing with true life. Now, God is generous and gracious. Most of the changes he makes himself. Sometimes he lets us know what he's doing. Also, He doesn't make all the changes at once. We would not be able to survive it. And I also don't think we'd, there's benefits that we receive from change being slow. For one thing, we learn much more. Our soul, by experience, by learning one thing at a time, learns that one thing well, isn't overwhelmed. And we learn appreciation. We learn gratitude. We learn to say thank you. And that's it. Not expect, you know, to to now we have to perform. No, just say thank you. And that's it. 
we accept what God gives unconditionally. Now, then we're also learning to give unconditionally. That's just as hard. But those are parts of our soul. Those are not spiritual endeavors. Those are soulical endeavors. Now, you may have an understanding of your soul that differs from that. That's fine. There's nothing at all at odds with wanting to hear from God about what he wants for each of our learning curves to be. We've talked many times before about if this isn't for you, that's fine. I, I, I really don't believe he's teaching all of us the same thing the same time. I, I think it would be hard to learn from one another. I think we're learning at our own pace that he has determined, and we're learning subject matter that he has determined. And it's not necessarily because we're going to need it. That's one of those things that our soul has manufactured. Oh, we're we're going to learn about healing because we're going to need to to know how to heal people because this crisis is coming and we're going to need to be able to bring glory to God through being able to heal. Okay, that's our soul talking. Now, I believe do believe that healing is the gift of healing and being able to heal others is available to every single believer. I think it's also available to every non-believer. I think it's an inherent ability in our soul that when our spirit flows through it, it accomplishes what God wants it to. Remember, as a spirit being, we have power and authority over the solical realm. And we have power and authority over the natural realm. We have no idea how to exercise that power and authority. We have no, uh, no idea how to recognize, how to learn, how to express that power and authority. So this is the area where we're starting to approach with eyes wide open, expectantly, we, are, we have an expectation that God is going to show up, reveal himself, lead us and guide us, correct us when we need it, direct us, encourage us, do whatever is necessary. We are his students. We're all his students. He's our guidance counselor. He's our teacher. He's our principal. He's our coach. Thing we need, he provides. Now, sometimes he provides it through people. Sometimes he provides that through books, through memories, through songs. He, he's, he's free to do whatever he wants in whatever way he chooses. But it's a process. But what we want to understand is that the supernatural realm, just as the spiritual realm is real, God is real, the supernatural realm is real. Now, now the soul exists in the 
solical realm. The solical realm is part of the supernatural realm. And the reason we distinguish that is because there are other beings that have their own realms in the supernatural realm. It's like if you took a bowl, a soup bowl, and you poured in ten marbles. The soup bowl is the supernatural realm. But each one of those marbles is a realm within the supernatural realm. One of those marbles is the solical realm. The solical realm pertains to those beings that have a soul. Now, I'm not sure we thoroughly understand what beings have souls. Now, I also believe that the solical realm that we're paying attention to is the solical realm that's set aside for those of us who also have a human body here on this earth. So let's say there's ten marbles in that bowl. One of them is for human beings, there's the soul of the human beings. Another is for, let's say, the soul of animals. I don't know. How about the soul of ghosts? How about the soul of angelic angels or messengers? How about demons? How about creatures we don't understand? You know, aliens, I don't know. We don't know. And I'm not going to try to draw a conclusion. I'm open to hearing what God has to say about these things. And the, and that's that's what we want to do. God, whatever is in that soup bowl, whatever's in the bowl, whatever realms are in there that we're going to explore, God created it. God created it and said, it is good. I like this. It's something that we are already a part of, but we are ignorant of. Now, the reason we use marbles, or I use marbles, is one thing, they're round. And there, there's an infinity aspect of the circumference of the being round is, is they, they move easily, they're flexible, they relate to one another, but also they leave gaps. When you've got that bowl of marbles, there's gaps in between. I don't think the solical realm the, for, for us fully connects with other realms, but we do connect with the supernatural realm. We're all in, don't fully interact with each other the same way we fully react with the supernatural realm, which is the soup bowl. Hopefully that we'll work on on understanding over time about how we interact with other realms within the supernatural realm as us having a soul and therefore in the soulical realm that is assigned to humans.
Now, these, all these concepts were just at the beginning stage, and I don't understand why. I don't understand why previous generations haven't really sought out, as far as Christians, as far as those who are seeking God, under, truly understanding how the soul works. Now, there's plenty of people who have. There's, you know, this is not an un, unexplored area, but there's always seems to be a real unfortunate conflagration between soul and spirit. Many attributes that are spiritual are assigned to the soul and vice versa. And that's one of the things we're going to be looking at is trying to do our best to not conflate spirit and soul. The nature of our spirit is totally different than the nature of our soul, which is totally different than the nature of our body. Now, there are commonalities that we can use to help us approach learning the soul. There there are limited commonalities, but it's a starting point. It's like when we talk about, you know, learning something and trying to explain something that we've never, you know, perceived before. We talk about taste. We talk about, like if I say, you know, it tastes like chocolate chip ice cream. Well, if you've never had chocolate chip ice cream, my analogy doesn't help you. But you can go ahead and have some chocolate chip ice cream. If I tell you about peanut butter and you've never had peanut butter, or strawberries, or, or, or heard particular, a particular song, but you can go ahead and experience it for yourself. And then we have something in common. That's where we're looking at doing when we start talking about what's going on in the supernatural realm, in that soup bowl. So there's all these other realms that they're exactly where they're supposed to be. Whatever creatures are in, let's say the animal soul realm, the the animals that are in there are the animals that God wants in there. Likewise with the angels and likewise with the messengers and likewise with the judges, the, the supernatural judges, all these different areas, they're in the sphere that God wants them to be. God created a realm for them to dwell in. And he created a realm for our soul to dwell in that is suitable for our soul. Just like, you know, our bodies... We need oxygen, we need, we need gravity, we need time, we, we have to nourish our bodies. There are certain qualities of this environment that we're in that we have to have in order for our body to function properly. Well, the same thing in, related to our soul. So that's one of the things we look at. And please feel free to ponder this and you get any insight, drop me a line. Diane at the org or through Blog Talk, Talk Radio. 
how different are the different realms? And I just picked the number 10 out of thin air. There could be five, there could be five million realms in, a, in, the, solical, in the supernatural realm. I have no idea. They might not all be solical. But I do know we all, we, we rub up against each other all the time. And because you and I are spirit beings, you and I and God have authority and power over everything in that soup bowl. So we are working to learn about something that we have power and authority of. We, we don't have to be afraid of what's in the soup bowl. We don't need to be afraid of the different realms there, or the different beings there, because you and I have authority over them. And part of our challenge is to learn to exercise that power, to, to recognize how to use that authority as a spirit being that has a soul that's becoming more and more properly connected to our spirit. God is the one making the connections, so you don't have to worry about doing it wrong. God's the one doing that. We pay attention to the task that he has set us, and he'll take care of the rest. He's going to take care of the rest anyway. But he doesn't need your help fixing you. He's going to do that. He's restoring you, spirit, soul, and body. Your, your soul isn't broken. Body isn't broken. It may not be healthy, but it's the body God gave you, God, the body God wants you to have. Same with your soul. You've got the soul he wants you to have. For his purpose. It ain't broke. It's not going to fix it. But it's doing what it wants. It's rebellion. It's in in rebellion against spirit. Now, God is great. He doesn't even hold that against us. We're here. We're walking around in rebellion against God. And he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, start a war over it. That war has already been fought. And he won. But now we're starting to recognize that we have missed out on knowing and being and behaving as a spirit being here on this earth. Because for one big, one reason at least, that we have relegated learning about things other than what we can understand and perceive with our natural senses, we've relegated that to afterlife, to when we're in heaven. We'll understand everything. You know, we'll be able to, you know, communicate with angels and judge them and, you know, vanquish demons and move mountains and do this, that, and the other thing. What's not God's intent He wants you to be able to do all that now, while you're here on this earth, while you're in this body. Because as the Spirit of God flows through your spirit and then flows through your soul and into your body, 
all of the attributes and abilities that are in your soul will begin begin to operate. It's like when you blow into a balloon, if that balloon is, whatever shape that balloon is, will become evident by the air blown into it. So God's Spirit is blowing into us and filling every nook and cranny. And what is what our soul appears to be will become evident. We've all, your soul already has a shape, already has a form. God is pouring himself into it. We, you and I, we just want to be a part of that. We don't want to resist. We want to enjoy the process. We want to enjoy God's creativity and his power and authority. So, so your soul is unique. And again, it's exactly what he wanted you to have. So I want you to ponder that. And by ponder, I just mean think about it. The Lord may bring some illustrations to your mind. Think about the different marbles in a bowl, how they don't touch fully. There's space in between. They move They're all part of the same bowl. They're all part of the supernatural realm, but they are distinct. They have their own qualities. They have their own relationship. And God is the one who establishes the relationship, which marble is rubbing up against another marble. Now, that's one of the the fun things we'll look at, is can we move our supernatural uh, can, can we move our realm within the supernatural realm there's a lot of things we, we're going to have some interesting thoughts and conversations about making sure that we don't limit god's creativity or that we don't put it off till whatever comes next you know, and so often the Christians, it's, you know, we die, go to heaven, and then, you know, we sit around on thrones and judge angels or whatever. But, you know, to me that's, you know, far, far more limiting than the power and authority that God has exercised, even from what we've already already experienced. So think on that analogy. Go ahead and for yourself write down what you think, And if you want to use 10, if you want to use 3, if you want to use 100, write down as many different realms, solical realms within the supernatural realm. Use use what I've already put out there as a starting point, but see if you can get any farther. Some people might put down the tree realm, for instance. You know, aliens, um, robots, artificial intelligence. I don't know. There's no wrong answer. Because we're, we're just talking, we're just experiencing, we're just making ourselves available to, to whatever creativity God wants to, to share with us. So thanks. As I said, feel free to drop me a line with questions or feedback or any thoughts, diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. It's always good to hear from you. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then... Thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.